Hey everybody, so excited that it is finally time for the Barefoot Trailer and now we get to introduce you to the people that dreamed it up in the beginning, how it became and then how it made it all the way from the UK to here. So that's what we're talking about. How do you create a trailer and then how do you move it across the ocean? So stay tuned. This is really a cool story for a very cool trailer. Welcome to the RV Small Talk podcast, where we talk about lightweight trailers, truck campers, and the people, places, and adventures that go along with them. We're your hosts from Princess Craft RV. I am not Clint. No, you're Lindsay. I'm PJ. <laughs> and so, by the way, Clint is out today and we're winging it. Uh, he is our tech guy. So I'm not sure this is even recording. Yeah, we think we're recording. <laughs> I don't know if you're hearing us. It probably worked. And if you're not, well, too bad. So sad. <laughs> yes. So uh, anyway, um, yeah, just a little background on this. We are recording this on the eve of the Barefoot launch here at Princess Craft. And that is super exciting because it's been a very long time in the making. And we're actually, Lindsay, did you see the beach out front? I did. I shoveled it. We have my back a beach <laughs> out front of our dealership. Yeah, this big truck came, dumped a big pile of sand, and we pushed it all around. And um, I am just kind of waiting for the lawn chairs and the cocktails to show up, and then I'll be good. Yep. And by the time people hear this, the launch will have already happened. So, but it, I'm really excited. And can you believe people came from like the other side of the world to come here? Yeah. Well, I guess we better get started with our guests. We have Ben and Kathy here on our first interview of this podcast. And guys, thank you for no chatting for with us. us. Thank you for having us. Yeah. It's yeah, really exciting to station. be here. Really yes. Exciting. So first clue, they're British. So, uh, as we were, we're not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I'm not. Uh, as we were uh, starting the podcast, I said, you know, we're kind of not very serious here. And you guys said, well, you know, we're British, right? <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, That's well, do you just say yeah. use guys? <laughs> well, yeah. if I did, I did it by mistake. <laughs> that was awesome. I'm, I'm a Texas girl, y'all. <laughs> y'all, that's what we've been hearing. Yeah, I'm y'all. expecting you to say that a few times now. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Have I said it a few times? No, not yet. No. 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 We'll be disappointed if you don't. All right, y'all. You disappointed, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I did get you barbecue for lunch, okay? Yes, yeah. really I know. Nice. You got really Rudy's good, yeah. barbecue and maybe maybe some people don't consider it top of the line Texas barbecue. But it was right across the street. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> but it was super easy. And, you know, I was a little lazy. So it was we've okay. Got nothing to compare it to. So no, it was that's right. So excellent to us. It yeah. was the best Texas barbecue we've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> also the worst. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. Right. Yeah, I guess that's true. Well, let's talk about something that you know a whole lot more about than I do. And that's the Barefoot trailer. Y'all, if you haven't seen this, it looks like a little rolling Easter egg. And the one that New Camp is making here that's coming out that we are launching tomorrow is a robin's egg blue. So it's really especially cute. <laughs> so yeah. how did this start? How did, Kathy, I am told you are, they, they tout you as the creator are you the person who drew it on a napkin or does it go past that? Yeah, but that's kind of how it started. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So. Okay. I have to know what was the drink on top of the napkin? <laughs> <laughs> because today we are sporting Merlot, correct? <laughs> if y'all don't know this, there is always something interesting in these cups. So yeah. what was in the cup on top of the napkin? That's what I really want to know. Well, it all started with wine, actually. Yeah. So there's, there's, the, there's the theme. Yeah, there's the link. So is, I, is that why there's a, a like a, a what, are the, what do you call that? A wine, a wine rack. rack, yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. No, okay. Yeah. All right. We are off on the right foot. <laughs> yeah, I think. So you're along the right lines. Yeah. So we. So it started way back when in 2011. I had a wet weekend camping with my kids and a friend and her kids, and we got mm. the children into the tents at night, like late, you know. And then we're like, right, we need a glass of wine now because the kids are little. Need a glass of wine, and we were sitting in my car in the rain, drinking wine. And I was looking around at all the caravans thinking <laughs> that would be a really good place to be, but none of those would suit me. They're not for me at all. Why so, not? I mean, <laughs> there are hundreds of things and lots of really cool things in Europe. Why didn't they suit you? Yeah. Why, well, what's, the traditional, what's wrong? Traditional caravans, in certainly in the UK, have been sort of big white boxes, square, box, square white boxes, um, quite big, big to toe. Um, really? Um, yeah. And then we've, we, I went and had a look at some of the smaller teardrop trailers. I thought, I'll see what's, what's out there, what's mm -hmm. available. And then the ones that I like the style of were the small teardrop trailers, not dissimilar to some of the things you have over here, but certainly though 11 years ago, there wasn't quite the same availability and uh, choice. Yeah. Um, well, 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 but back up. First of all, back up. First thing I'm going to say is we hear that all the time that why can't you build a trailer here in the US like all the trailers in Europe? Actually, we do hear that a lot. And they say <laughs> all the ones here are just white boxes. Really? Well, yeah. Is that not in, true? Most of the ones in Europe are white boxes as well. So, yeah, I don't know. That, that's that's <laughs> the standard. Well, they certainly are in the UK, aren't they? So whether there's mm. stuff available in Europe that's a bit different, but we don't even get some of these really cool um, teardrops that you've got. So, um, so there might be just that perception that we only see the super cool stuff yeah, maybe sure. from Europe. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah, maybe, I know, maybe it's the misconception that um, uh, Europe has all the cool stuff and we don't. And every British accent is really smart. <laughs> Did you know that? No. That, that yeah, Karen? there have been. See, this is. Do you know you're automatically a genius? <laughs> yes. Clever too. Americans rate people with British accents as being smarter than the average human. People who say y'all. And people say y'all are, are probably less, <laughs> less smart than the average okay. human. I don't know. Let's so, get back to the barefoot. Anyway. 11 years ago. 11 years ago? Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So anyway, like so the, there was the wine, the camping, and the sitting I, in I your car. The out, yeah, I love the outdoors. Love going uh -huh. to uh, different different places out in the countryside to visit, right? and also music festivals. So I was looking to for a caravan, um, which you would call a travel trailer, wouldn't you? Um, I to, like caravan better. It sounds like very it's classy. True. Very classy. <laughs> we like it to call ours the barefoot. We yeah. move away from caravan as well. Actually. Uh huh. But anyway, okay. so we um, yeah. So I looked around, and yeah, some of the little teardrop trailers were cool. But in our climate, particularly, you need to be in undercover when it's raining. You just want to be inside yes. and being. And it warm. rains a lot. It rains a lot. It, <laughs> it rains a lot. a lot. Yeah, yeah. And so I wanted something that I could tow myself, move around myself. I wanted uh -huh. it to have a bathroom in there. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to be trailing across a field in the middle of the night in the rain. So oh, come on. It, uh, <laughs> Where's the adventure in that? <laughs> yeah, so, don't know. It didn't appeal. So anyway, so created a vision of um of a cool curved caravan. And it's I know it gets talked a lot about it being a retro caravan. In t 11 years ago, retro wasn't even cool, actually. It wasn't a thing. And it was just mm -hmm. a design that we loved. So, um, mm -hmm. like I said, I wanted it to be curved. It needs to be curved in all directions. And mm -hmm. was very fortunate that um, Ben and my other business partner, Mike, who's now retired, um, sort of took on board me and, and some ideas. It's crazy lady progress. that came to see us. <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys... Weren't like friends who dreamed this up. No, we'd never met. No. So, um, so I've got a business in the UK making sidecars to go on the side of motorcycles. You are the coolest guy. What? No, you are. No. <laughs> okay. No, yeah. Second. So, um, wow. So you build. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Just to be clear, I want to be sure everybody heard that. You build sidecars? Sidecars? Sidecars. Are sidecars like a big thing in the UK? They are uh, they're, they're kind not, of a unique They're weird not massive, but thing. again, they're sort of part of this sort of heritage and classic style. So okay. uh, the two, okay. two products fit 
well together. And in the a lot of your listeners, I'm sure, will will have watched Harry Potter. And we made. Oh, I, the, love, I love to say Harry Potter again. Harry Potter. <laughs> Harry Potter. <laughs> so we made all the sidecars for the Harry Potter sidecar. Did thing, you? So yeah. I'm not going to talk we about have, that now because we're we here. We have a Harry, Harry Potter celebrity. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen it. There's sidecars. There's apparently sidecars in it. They're all barefoot blue. So Hagrid's sidecar in Harry Potter was made by us. Wow. Okay, now we have to watch it. I guess I have to watch Harry Potter now. <laughs> <laughs> but back to Barefoot. So Kathy came to, to talk to us because she got this idea about making this caravan. Uh -huh. And we've been building sidecars for over 100 years with similar sort of skills. So lots of fiberglass skills and making our own chassis and things. So we had this phone call from, from this lady who was an ex-employment lawyer wanted to make a caravan. He's like, well, come and talk to us. Ex-employment <coughs> lawyer. Yeah. yeah. That's a that's previous one. life. That's, that's, yeah, previous that's a solicitor, life. yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a whole nother podcast, right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. anyway, just that, that was not interesting enough for me. Yeah. So I wanted that, to do yeah. something that I <laughs> was interested in, that I loved and... It was a it was a real passion project. It was it was the idea of creating something. It, originally thinking I just want some, something that would suit me and people like me. Yeah, and then it's right. obviously grown way 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 beyond that. Yeah, yeah. But so was, were you a lawyer when you sat in your car in the rain and drew up the plans and then called Ben? Yeah. Well, no, I was then my kids were really little, so I was actually I was working in house for a company. Yeah, so I was still working part yeah part time. Part time then. Um, yeah, but then and I had I had an idea that I wanted to you know, start a business, but it needed to be something that I was interested in, and everything mm -hmm. that I looked at was sort of sensible with the numbers and the figures. I thought, nah, I'm not going to be very interested in that. It had to be something that I really liked, and then this just literally sprung out of the wet weekend camping, and. Um, <sighs> Wow. Just, and yeah, I met these guys. And the, the fiberglass connection was literally thinking what gets made out of fiberglass. So it was speedboats and motorbike sidecars. <laughs> so I also spoke to some speedboat manufacturers and then met these guys like, no, you're the ones. You're definitely the ones I, that are mad enough. Crazy I was made, yes, yeah. well, I would love to hear what a speedboat manufacturer said to you. <laughs> like, sensible. you want a what? <laughs> that is not cool enough. So what, what made you listen? What made you say, oh, okay, maybe? Well, I, I, I don't know. It was Kathy's sales pitch, I guess. You know, we, she came along with this, the plan of it. It was a, at the time, it was going to be a very different caravan to what it's turned out to be. So we really liked the idea of this, this small travel trailer that, that Kathy was talking about. Mm -hmm. um, and she had an idea of what that was going to be, but it needed to be better. You and and with the made sure that the bathroom was inside and the cooking facilities inside and you could stand up in it um and previously in in my business we'd used a local university for some design work mm -hmm. so we actually went back to them gave them a really good brief of what we wanted in terms of how the thing should look uh the equipment that it should have in and they actually worked on it for a term as a project at this Coventry University. And we had some really wacky ideas and some, <laughs> some that were really very close to our brief and some that were just, they were just like spaceships, some of them, weren't they? Really, 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 yeah. Do you still have those? <clears throat> yeah, we've yeah. got some, yeah, I can send them. I mean, oh, that yes. would be really cool to see, like I a college student's idea yeah. of... They were really imaginative, they were, Yeah. We were looking at them going, well, how would you put a window in that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Uh, there was an, a big element of what we what we wanted, uh -huh. wished for, and then what practically could go inside. Mm. Right. Um, and certainly the curved shape, everyone was saying, you can't make a curved caravan with one piece. It's a one piece body. You can't do that. It'd be too difficult. And I think because I'd come into it not knowing anything about it and Ben, you know, simply had not fitted out a caravan before. We're like, yeah, we'll be able to do it. You know, whereas anyone in the industry, I mean, had a lot of people saying at the time, you no. won't be able to do it. It won't, yeah. you know, won't work. You won't be able to yes. do it. But the more someone tells you that, aren't you more determined? So <laughs> <laughs> then, it then you go, oh, wait, 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 wait. Don't tell me I can't do it. Yeah, yeah. It has so, to then. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And, you yeah. know, I, we see a lot of things here that are made with the, the two shells that are put together and they have the seam around the middle. Mm. I mean, that's kind of a common design if you're trying to move to a fiberglass type shell. It's like two boat holes 
stuck together. Yeah, well, well, manufacturers are always looking at the most cost-effective way of, of making something. Um, and is that more cost-effective? Two shells or two sides and a roof put uh -huh. on. Um, but we've probably come up with the most ridiculous way of making a caravan. But you end up with something that is so different to everything. Mm. It's got such a cool shape. It doesn't leak. Um, so we're really proud of what we achieved. And like Kathy said, the more people told us that we couldn't do it that way, we're like, yes, we can. <laughs> okay, so I am not an engineer, but can you briefly tell me how did you figure out to do what they told you you couldn't do? Um, a lot of it was to do with some connections that we made through the whole process. So we'd designed what we wanted it to look like. And we got this really clever guy to, to mold the shape of it out of out of clay. So it was all made in, in sort of um, modeling clay to start with, the full size of it, mm -hmm. and then took some molds off it. And then we were introduced to a really good company that does the fiberglass. And I think they've got a similar attitude. They won't be told that you can't do something. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. So, so they we told them what they wanted, and they're like, oh, it's a bit weird. But they went away and worked out where because with fiberglass molding you've got to have all the angles right so mm -hmm. the product inside can come out of it um is it a little like paper shaying a balloon yeah, you have well, a shape and then you put the fiberglass yeah. on the outside no, it's, oh, it's no? i'm thinking yes more like no i'm, I'm thinking more like play-doh like make, when you push play-doh into a mold and then you take it out and then you have that it's outside. a bit more like making an easter egg so if you've got two halves of a mold like, and you, you pour melted chocolate into it and stick them together. Okay. So then what you've poured into the into the mold is the first thing you're going to see when you take it out. So it, it's like the it's a mirror image of what you're putting in. So right. you've got to make sure that those moldings can then come off, come away from it. So the angles have all got to be right. So that's where all the clever bit comes in is is not just okay. making a shape, but making it a shape that can then come out of a mold. Um, and that's where these guys really helped us. Um, so, yeah, we got, yeah. got all the, the um, shapes together and stuff, and they, they just made it all happen. So that makes perfect sense. The mold has to come off the outside in two pieces, yeah. and then what you've got left is the one piece on the inside. It's a bit like mm -hmm. peeling mm -hmm. a hard-boiled egg. Uh-huh. Okay, so that's why... It's pretty much an egg shape. Yeah. Okay, but so my hard-boiled eggs do not yeah. come off in two shell pieces. We'll talk about how to hard-boil an egg, Lindsay. It's like a million. Do you, do you put them in cold or do you yeah. have to warm them up? How do you do this so the shells I've tried it off? all. I don't know. I bet there were some failures along the way. <laughs> some interesting failures. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. a few times we looked, what are we doing? <laughs> You're making a mess. Well, so then I would come along with my legal brain on saying right all, all the regulations obviously for the UK yes. and Europe needed to be complied with so we need a light at this height and this far from the edge and we're like oh it won't fit so we're there with you know a piece of cardboard and <laughs> rolled up cardboard how are we going to make that one a bit look right and you know a lot of sort of yeah creating the, exactly the right shapes that we wanted but that was part of it was so much fun wasn't it mm. we were wow. able to just say this is we know this is how it has to be and let's make it as beautiful you know, every bit of, um, and this was one of Mike, our older business partners, points was that any, anything, you know, has to have the, the right purpose, you know, as well. If it's, if, you know, it's sort of right. got to have purpose and form, you know, uh -huh. and, and that went right through the whole caravan. So if there was a spare bit of space, you know, like the wine rack, you know, there's right. a spare bit of space down the back of the unit, we need to create and make it into something useful. Right. Um, yeah. Right. Use, use it it, my thought is when I'm looking at it is... You know, as you were thinking of this, I'm like, oh, okay, somebody got on a computer, designed it completely, drew it up, did their little model that turns around and looks all cool. And it, it probably can just project out what it would be. And then you've got the specs, then you just build it. Mm. So, but this was all hand done. Yeah, we did have some. We did have various bits on computer as well. It was not just quite as uh, yeah um, as free wow. flow, but we did. Yeah, we we did both, and we inside the workshop that we made a wooden version, didn't we? Yeah. We created one. A wooden wood. version. Do you still yeah. have it? No. no, no oh my that. goodness! But we were, we were making cardboard boxes to set the the shape of the furniture units, and we were putting cardboard boxes <laughs> in and moving them around and thinking, is that <laughs> going to fit there? Is that going to fit there? And also, that like, sounds so fun. Yeah, and, and you know, like Mike, the, again, was saying, you know, you need to make sure you're not going to bang your elbow on this when you go in or whatever, yeah. you know, so it had to yeah. not just fit, it had to feel right, you know, the space yes. had to feel right. Yeah, so. And with fiberglass, I guess you can't, like, 
build one and then say, yeah, make this two inches shorter and build another one and and then make this a little taller, build another one. I mean, it's expensive to trial and error this. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So how much time lapsed between drawing on the napkin and building your first barefoot? Okay, so I think the, the the full design was drawn up by 2012. So we just kind of um, okay. So that's ten years ago now. Okay. And then the first production bare feet were coming off on in 2015. So three years, but we were you know we were busy doing other, we were doing other jobs as well and and. I think the fact it took so long was useful. I went off to Glastonbury Music Festival. I came back. It was originally just going to have a, a shower and a sink. Uh, sorry, a toilet and a sink. And I was like, it's got to have a shower as well. It's yes. got to have a shower. So Ben's like, oh, crikey, you know. Okay, another, <laughs> <laughs> another few months At of one development. Point did you just go, now. okay, stop. Yeah. <laughs> I got a phone from Kathy. She's coming down tomorrow. I was like, God, what next? <laughs> yeah, you're not allowed to go to any more music festivals. You come back with stop. all these crazy ideas, like a shower. <laughs> but what was, what was useful, I think, was that we, I think we got it quite right, didn't we? Because we haven't changed, you know, for the version that is now becoming available uh-huh. in the US. It's barely changed. I love. All that time because we were, it, I think we got it right in the end. Yeah. 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 Um, I love the bathroom in the barefoot. Like, love it. That's my favorite part, I think. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't, it just makes so much sense and it's right there and it's, Spacious and it's pretty. I don't know. I okay. just think it's okay. cool. I'm only five feet tall. It is not that spacious. But like for a tiny bathroom, we've seen a million I, I, tiny right. bathrooms here. I mean, this we is have. what we do. And mm-hmm. the barefoot is my favorite tiny bathroom. I love the stylishness of yes, it. Yes, it looks mm. so cool. The thing I like about it is it is a cassette toilet, but it's not the big honker square take up the space one. It's nice little dainty stool there. You do have storage behind it. It's just nice and clean, open feeling. But then molded in is the sink. It's like molded into the wall. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm in the Hobbit or something. Because it's all one piece. Yeah. And then you have this cute oval mirror on this barefoot here. Now, I haven't seen yours, but I assume it's similar. And uh, it looks like an aluminum door. It's actually a plastic material. But this nice little accordion fold. It is. It is. Super cute. Very cute. Mm -hmm. Really stylish. I'm, I'm impressed on how you make it work. And I would. You're, I don't think it's the biggest bathroom on the market. I don't. I don't know that I'd call it spacious, but it is definitely adequate. Yeah. I even yeah. love the little curved top on it. I think well, that and that yeah. and the and the uh, like rounded top of the door. That's what makes me feel a little hobbit. It's all part of you. Hobbit like every every bit of space in there. Yes. So you're not mm. wasting anything. Yes. We didn't want to have a, a sort of square bathroom inside a nice curvy caravan, so that there's yes. not a inch of space wasted anywhere in it. So. Whose idea was it to make a space to put the table and clip it into the wall in the cabinet? Do you even remember? We don't remember that. That was a real best feature. If you could Uh, just teach every manufacturer here in the U.S. to do it. I cannot tell you how many hundreds of campers there are. And if you take the table off. I mean, to make the bed or because you don't want a table, you, you have no place to put it. Really? You carry it to your car. And you've got yeah. a tiny car because that's why you have a tiny camper. Yeah. And then you're like, uh-huh. what do I do with this table? I don't know. That was, it just seemed like a natural thing yeah. to do. Yeah. <laughs> well, See, they're smart. <laughs> they're practical. So much smarter than I us. I guess those British accents maybe do work. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, so you're making the barefoot. You said it was three years until uh-huh. you made the first barefoot. What... Why? Why is it here now? What did you reach out to New Camp? Did New Camp reach out to you? What made you think let's take it to America? No, well, How what, did that happen? There was quite a lot. A lot happened in the middle, very quickly, actually. Um, one thing was that because obviously we've got the, the internet now, so it, mm-hmm. once we we had the internet then it, too. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> did. Didn't you? <laughs> you did too. You just didn't know it. <laughs> You're in Harry Potter land. <laughs> no, okay. Then we had the internet. So in 2015, we had the internet. And once we launched it in the UK, a couple of magazines in, in America got hold of it. And Ooh. we were getting 
hundreds and hundreds of inquiries. Can you ship one over? Oh, that's have one cool. over here? Wow. And I was thinking, crack you all. And so to begin with, we're like, no, it's just a small British company. We won't be doing that, you know. So, uh-huh. and we probably kept that thought for about a year. No, then, leave me alone. Go yeah, away. Just, Sorry. No, bye. And then after a year, we're like, hang on, this is ridiculous now because all these people want it. Why do we, why do we keep saying no? You know, so, there's got to be a point when we stop saying no now. Correct. Um, yeah. And so then I was, I started contacting companies in the US and chatting to companies in the US about manufacturing. Mm-hmm. Just couldn't find a company with the right fit and feel and sort of getting an idea for the quality. And, you know, one of the things that we absolutely pride ourselves in is that the barefoot is absolutely top quality and you know if somebody buys a barefoot we want them to be really really happy with it mm-hmm. um, and just couldn't didn't get that sense that you know that would be sort of you know there'd be sort of more mass manufacture and less you know less about the quality mm-hmm. so never never got never really got there with that um, so who who did you have a handful of companies that were like super interested that you can mention by name I don't think I can mention any by now. I think I think with most of them we signed a non-disclosure agreement straight Ooh, away to be okay. honest, so we could share. Yeah, that's probably true. Well. I'm just curious. That's how that works. I mean, yeah. I'm thinking um, it, I, companies like Airstream. You know, Airstream tried a fiberglass model years ago. Most people don't know that, and there are other companies that have been looking for something new mm. and different. So, well, we have heard tried that at exactly the same time that we launched. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. So well, they did put out the ne- the nest the nest mm, the nest. Yeah. Yeah, but they had one years ago. Okay. No, oh, we, we, this yeah. was about the same time as the nest. So obviously, we knew. Oh, that I guess that makes sense. In, in, uh, that uh, makes sense. Something else at the same time. Okay. So, um, how did you end up at New Camp? So, what did they do differently? So yeah. So it was. It, very fortunate that we met Bruce, who I know you'll be speaking to on a different podcast. Well, um, or later on this one, so y'all hang on. Okay, yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah. So there was we, we we had various bits um, on the TV in the UK as well. Um, uh-huh. So I was on a program called this program called George Clark's Amazing Spaces. Okay. Um, and then BBC World News picked up the Barefoot, so I was interviewed for that. And I think mm-hmm. through all of that, my my LinkedIn profile became a bit more lively to put it mildly right and i think and bruce and i hooked up on linkedin and uh i saw that where he had previously worked uh which was airstream and i thought that looks interesting okay (laughs) so Mm um we messaged and we spoke and um he said he's actually said i'm gonna i'm gonna speak to you about i've got just the company for you but um i need to you know find out all about you so we had about an hour on the phone and i felt like i was really being grilled (laughs) yeah were you nervous i got it yeah i got a whole hour and thinking and i knew bruce was we had it was a really interesting chat because bruce is british but been living in america for absolute years now so lots of commonality and uh anyway quizzed me and then said Right, I'll tell you who it is now then. And it was New Camp. At the end. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, And wow, did Bruce okay. already know that New Camp was interested? No, well, he thought they might be. We'll have to ask Bruce that bit. Okay, I, yeah, will, but, uh, I will quiz he, he him shortly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he thought they might be. And um, and they were. So we were, he introduced me to Scott, uh, chief executive. And we chatted and we... Yeah, I think we were in the office, weren't we, together, Ben? Yeah, yeah. Like, phone yeah, sort of phone posts on some books. Having a Zoom call or whatever it was called at the time. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and then then uh, then we sent one over, didn't we? So they sent one over and mm. evaluated it. And then we came over to Alcart show in... 2019? they sent one over? We sent one, we over. Sent one over. Oh, yeah. you sent a barefoot to them. They say, mm. send us one, we'll pay oh, for it. Okay. We want to yeah, take yeah. a look. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So then seeing it at the Alcott show was just like, oh my God, it's it's amazing just sort of seeing the caravan there. And that oh, was our yeah. first proper introduction to the guys at New Camp. Um, and that was when I met you. Yes. Mm. Do you remember what mm. I said? Okay, Scott, how quickly can you make this? You do remember <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah. I do yeah. remember yeah. that, yeah. All right. Hands down, how quickly can you make this So that's happen? what he said. He said, we want to, to show it to our biggest and best dealers and see what they think. Uh-huh. So we did not have a clue what you'd think about it. And we were delighted. Yeah, so we met yeah. you. Oh, you were goodness. really, really complimentary. And then he introduced it to other dealers and everyone said the same thing. We need it over here. Yes. we got to do it. Yes. Yeah. So that was amazing. That was, we were, I mean, that was just incredible. That was good. And, and I think one important thing for us at Alcart was it gave us the opportunity to walk ranks. It's such a, a huge event and see everybody else. Mm-hmm. And then you come back to the new Camp um, stand or 
or their their, their booths, and their their quality stands out amongst everybody mm. else. And we just yes. knew at that time we were with the right people. A lot of white boxes, right? Well, it's not just the white. It's not. It wasn't just for us about the style of everybody else's product. It mm. was the attention to detail yeah. and the, all the right. finishing touches and. But we just knew then that they were the right people that need to be making the barefoot. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Well, good. I I remember that day very clearly. And then we went out to dinner and had a marvelous time. Mm-hmm. And I was so excited. Did you have any idea that it would take until the end of 2022 before this got launched? Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, and, and that's probably not a fair question because who actually predicted the pandemic, yeah, right? That, I mean, that was and that would main, be zero people, the right? Main inconvenience, yeah. I mean, everything yeah. else has gone. You know, this, there were going to be challenges, definitely. But uh, actually, I think the pandemic probably gives them a really good excuse because this is a huge undertaking to figure out how to build a fiberglass model to that degree. Here, I mean, you've got to create. I mean, they have to learn to do it here somewhere, Mm. somehow, the way you guys learned to do it. They reversed the whole thing. And re-engineering. The door's on the other side, of course. Backwards. Yeah, so the whole thing had to be done done in reverse, yeah. And then they had to get all of the gear from the U.S. that was sourced here Mm. Mm -hmm. and kind of redesign the inside electronics and appliances to make sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to do. It's kind of a... How do we change it all around and make it look the same? <laughs> and it does, we've, we've seen it now. It is so similar. It is yes. absolutely fantastic. It's incredible to it's see. Really it's, I mean, it's overwhelming. You know, I've just been and seen it and I'm thinking, wow, I can't believe, yeah, that right. what we created in our factory in, you know, in the UK is over here in reverse. And it's, it's dream come true stuff. This It really is, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, amazing. Lindsay's fixing our lights. Thank you, Lindsay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I want to know how it feels to come up with this thing and have in your head that this is the perfect trailer for you. Like you built it for your needs because you wanted it and have everybody love it so much. And now it's being produced in two continents. I mean. Mm-hmm. Oh, three. It's it's, it's one thing to like make something, but if you make it and then, you know, for you and then everybody else loves it, I don't know. I feel like that would feel really cool. It's amazing, isn't it? You know, just going back a few few minutes ago, just the interest that we're getting from the States, we're like, we never never saw this coming. It was never part of the plan. Although it's amazing now and coming here to see it. But when we first started out, we were going to make a few caravans for the UK. And then, mm-hmm. just, oops! <laughs> but you know, it's just like it just didn't. It wasn't make part of our plan. It's like just didn't make sense. But it's just amazing that it's that's happened. It's kind of well, like, I think it is a great testament to your initiative, uh, your dreaming, your attention to detail, the time that you took to get it exactly right, and to raise your standards. Um, that is why it's interesting mm-hmm. because you built something that not only makes sense, but it appeals to your sense of design instead of building something with the idea of making money and appealing to everyone. Mm-hmm. And that is really where so many manufacturers start when they are looking at what to build. Profit, and yeah. my hat is off to you guys. Oh. It is an amazing product. I am in love. And, you know, starting tomorrow, the rest of America is going to love it, too. Oh, we hope so. Thank you. Yeah. The the, the one thing for me that really shines through with it is it makes people smile. Oh, Oh, even if you don't want a tiny trailer, you just have to smile. So when when we first produced it in the Cotswolds, we took it to a small event and we didn't literally, that was, going back to Lindsay's question, absolutely nerve wracking thinking we're just going to (laughs) be laughed at here. What's going to happen? Uh Everybody was smiling and loving it and stroking it because it feels so tactile and it's so, you know, and the the curves. and that's just gone on and on and on. So every show we go to, we know now we're going to actually enhance people's day, whether they want to buy one or not. At the end of the day, we're exactly. actually, you know, giving them something to think about, and you know that 
And yes. actually, the whole story has given pe- people something to think about. Absolutely. As well, really. You can do anything yeah. if you dream it up and you really stick with mm. your values. Mm. Well, that and, really goes right down to our team at, at Barefoot in the UK as well. The guys we've got working for us just just love building them as well. They're so yeah. passionate about it. So they're not just there oh, for a that's job. That's awesome. You know, they're, they're, that's very similar to what I hear or what I see at New Camp as yeah. well mm. is like, they are like a family and Uh and proud Mm. of the products Mm -hmm. at the end of the day you know yeah very much so yeah yeah that's how we knew when we went to when i visited sugar creek and um went around the factory the the feeling around the factory was so similar to our own Mm. that you know people have got great pride in their work and love the product yeah and it's yeah well you're now part part of the new camp family family, Mm. just like us and um it's just that. a pleasure to have you <laughs> on the new camp team so yeah. yeah we'll celebrate tomorrow we'll meet all the new folks yeah. launch this product and i hope everybody looks it up because it's just super cool it'll make you smile i promise Thank <laughs> thanks you. so much for joining us Thank, Thank, you. You. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Thank Lindsay. You. <laughs> hey Lindsay, that was pretty fun to talk to ben and kathy wasn't it so fun. I know. So I learned a lot, but I'm excited now because we have Bruce and Scott. There just there isn't enough room at this table for all of us to talk. So we kind of split it in half. I think we got all the way up to connecting to New Camp. Now we get to talk to New Camp. What happened after that? The, you telling the other side of the story? The other half? Yeah. <laughs> the other side of the road, the other side of the barefoot. So Scott is the CEO of New Camp. Yes. Welcome, Scott. Thank you very much. Hey, Bruce, who are you? I'm the barefoot project manager for New Camp. The barefoot project manager. For New Camp. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you, 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 you didn't start there, did you? Were you the Barefoot Project Manager when you called Kathy and said, hey, we might be interested? Because that's what we heard a few minutes ago. No, this whole this whole Barefoot Project Manager role emerged from that conversation. <laughs> so my, my first involvement with Barefoot were those conversations with Kathy. I made the connection when I heard that uh, she was looking for a partner to manufacture and distribute the Barefoot in the U.S. I connected Kathy to Scott. They went away did their due diligence, showed the unit, got a lot of good feedback. And then when it came to the point where Barefoot Caravans was making the agreement with New Camp to develop a US version, then Scott reached back to me and asked me to come on board to be involved in project managing the US version of the Barefoot Caravan. And you said, I don't know, I'm kind of busy. <laughs> no, I was a fan. I uh, <laughs> I was kind of really bowled over when I first uh met Kathy and heard about the concept. And the more I learned about it, the more I was convinced there was a, a strong opportunity for a unique product like this in the US. I knew it needed a lot of work um, to meet the, the requirements of the US marketplace, but I was always very convinced that there was a home for this product in the US. What's your background? I was um, in engineering, leading the uh, product development engineering group at uh, Airstream for over a decade. So that's my kind of past RV experience. Oh, um, you're an engineer. Uh, yeah, and I had a oh. a couple of different past lives in the automotive industry too. So did um, you design cars? Um, not directly, no. No, oh. but you did something that created cars. Right. Yeah. Okay. Probably way over my head, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting. Oh, I don't know, Kathy, the dreamer, and. Bruce, the engineer, sounds like a great team. That's a great team. Obviously, the big, the, the big third element in this project is, uh, is, is New Camp in terms of a company that's set to market, distribute, um, and also uh, uh, undertook all the product development of uh, getting from the UK version to the US uh, version that we'll be unveiling here this week. Yeah. Did you know, Scott, before this whole thing came about? Yeah, I was introduced to New Camp several years prior, just by an industry contact. And mm-hmm. I visited, met with Scott, met with the management team to the plant. Mm-hmm. And we just kind of shared views on the industry. And, uh, you know, nothing, no real specific motive. Just it was pointed out to me that this was an interesting company doing their own unique thing with uh, mm-hmm. high quality premium compact travel trailers in Sugar Creek. And I, I visited 
came away deeply impressed and that memory stuck with me. So mm -hmm. fast forward a couple of years when Kathy identified this opportunity and this need, it just seemed to me it was an absolute perfect fit to recommend UCAMP as the partner for the and person. How did you know she was looking for someone? Had you just heard it through the grapevine, the RV grapevine? No, I became aware of uh, the Barefoot um, due to all the press that it was gathering at the time, okay. uh, particularly on social media. Okay. And then I, then I entered into a, a conversation with, with Kathy where she told me more about the Barefoot and then revealed that she had, was looking for a, a company to manufacture it and distribute it in the US. So that Okay, I still, I am trying to figure this out and I, I won't bore everyone with my curiosities, but did you just wake up one day and say, I think this is a cool product. I think I'll call up Kathy and talk to her. I mean, who does that? No, it was really, it was really um, non unscripted. I, I saw the product, I started following it. I was interested in the product. Uh, Kathy reached out to me. We started talking about the product. And uh, at that time I had no, no idea that she was looking to get it manufactured in the US. And I wasn't, at that time, I wasn't reaching out with that intent. It was, I was just exploring interest in the product. And it was a very just organic discussion that took place. And I see, all on social media, like LinkedIn or. Right. Yeah, and, and then we spoke for a long time on the telephone uh -huh. too, as, as, as the kind of discussion developed. So you were just the geek. <laughs> right? Well, you I just, resemble that comment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's okay. I, I I, it is I my most admired geek. people in the world. I say geek. I say matchmaker, right? Oh. I put the two parties together. Um, and I really, I, really, I really saw a fit there. I could see that something as unique as the barefoot would not be for every company in the RV industry. But when I thought about new companies focus on small, premium, compact units with already with a lot of European contact of contact and, and right. flair, and uh, it just seemed to be a, a kind of perfect match. So you didn't start out putting these companies together with any personal motive that this could make me rich and I could get all kinds of perks from it. You just thought these people belong together. That's right. You're, you're making me sound good. I, um, well, yeah, no. I mean, <laughs> you are good. I'm trying. Yeah. yeah, I put the parties together and and I felt a sense of satisfaction good. that it's like, hey, this is a good fit. This could really happen. Wouldn't it be cool if this happened? Wouldn't it be yes. cool if, if putting these people together ended up with this product in the US? And, yeah. Uh, I went off and did some other things. And then, as I say. Then you got a phone uh, call. I got a phone call. And, so okay. how did you, when did you step into this conversation, Scott? Yeah, I mean, Bruce reached out to me and. I, I can't even remember necessarily. Was it late of eighteen? Right. And uh, <laughs> yeah, late eighteen. Bruce reached out to me and introduced the idea. Just started kicking it around and looked uh -huh. at it. Fell in love visually. I think everybody does. Yeah. And um, you know. And and businesses in the manufacturers were all rocking and rolling at that point. So you're thinking, all right, yeah, right. I'm ready for the next adventure. I mean, mm -hmm. really, it was business was very good at that moment. Yeah. I mean, we're sort of very happy where we're positioned in the teardrop mm -hmm. market. And um, sometimes it's hard to say, okay, where are we spreading our wings? Where are we going to next? Mm -hmm. So when we saw this, we saw a unique opportunity to add something diminutive, add something that uh, frankly is a unicorn. Um, it's unto itself. There's nothing else like it. And, um, you know, Kathy and her painting the picture and explaining the story to me. Um, it just was infectious. And I sort of saw the end before I even saw the beginning. You got sucked into the dream. Yeah. yeah. All right. So all of a sudden you said, and this was 2019. Okay, we've explored it. Um, I imagine the due diligence is a little more in depth than we have let on because I know you and I know that you watched every detail, looked at every corner and said, I think this will work. We should try it. You jump off. Did you just think we need Bruce? I need to call Bruce. Well, I knew that we did not have the resources in-house, the experts in-house that had the capabilities of moving this thing along. Okay. Um, so, you know, Bruce is the one who brought it to us. Bruce is the one who had um, extensive background already in RVs and working with fiberglass, had knowledge. Um, and he so, has the accent to go yeah, with. So I the, know, which makes him really smart, right? The link, right? That British accent. Yeah. 
So, um, you know, in New Camp, it wasn't me. I fell in love with the idea. I sold the idea, pitched, understood the unit. Uh-huh. How it was going to come to fruition, um, I was entirely clueless on. So that's why I, <laughs> and knew, I'm out. I, needed, I needed to pick up the phone. Uh-huh. And, and Bruce helped walk us through that entire process. I mean, he's been absolutely indispensable. Wow. So together you created this and it took, by my calculations, over three years because I met Ben and Kathy in 2019. We all went Mm -hmm. out to dinner, had a great time. They were amazing people. I know you were excited. I know at that point you were still thinking, okay, where are we here? Can we really do this? So at the end of 2019, you said, yeah, we're in, we're doing this. You call Bruce, you get him started. At that moment in time, how long did you think this would take? Um, not three years. <laughs> <laughs> that, would probably, that probably would be yeah, the, the best answer I can give. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm an optimist. I like to uh-huh. think I'm a little pragmatic about it, but I probably would have said, 18 to 24 months, um, understanding that there was no CAD drawings, um, understanding that we would have to s- sort of start from scratch and then mirror it and and then go through that process. But, you know, there was a lot of things that we weren't prepared for, number one, because we just weren't familiar with it. And then number two, that life throws at you that really elongated that entire process. Can you spell pandemic? so how does it feel to like look at the first barefoot that actually like it's not a prototype it wasn't shipped over here how does it feel to just look at the very first barefoot that your factory made and it's done and you did it yeah i don't cry yeah. <laughs> no do crying you, on the podcast. Know, okay? Don't cry. No <laughs> crying. You're going to make me cry. No, no, I will not cry when talking about things. It's people that make me cry. And that's true. Right. I've seen it. And I'm like, oh, somebody true. go help him. I have a heart. Right? So, no, you know, I mean, I... I love it for the team. I love it for myself. I love it for Bruce. I love it for Kathy. I love it for Ben. Um, yeah, there's a sense of excitement and pride. But like, if if you look at this one and you look at the UK one, um, you know, Bruce did such a good job keeping the spirit of the unit while Americanizing it that I see essentially the same unit. I see what I fell in love with in 2019. I, I see it out today. Um, so it's the same unit and it's, yeah, it's been a journey and a half to get there. Um, and we'll always continue to make things better like we do with everything. Um, but yeah, it's, there's a sense of pride, but it's Mm -hmm. more of a sense of satisfaction for the team and all the people that have played a part throughout the years. You said Americanized it. What, what were some of your biggest struggles, Bruce, with Americanizing this trailer? I think our, our biggest challenge was we showed the unit extremely widely. And the more we showed that UK unit to people, the more they told us not to change a thing. Yet at the same time, our list of features and functions that we needed to include to make it successful in the US marketplace, that list kept growing. So that that was our kind of challenge. That was our overarching challenge. Yeah. Preserve that look and feel but then make all of these changes, but make them as seamlessly as possible. <laughs> Preferably make them invisible, but if not, but make them, still make them, make, them. <laughs> make, make them holistic and make them one of the original design. So that was, that was really our big, big kind of challenge on the project. When we're talking about changes that you had to make, if I looked at one and then looked at the other, what are the most visible differences between the original UK and the one that's here. Is there anything you can point out and say, we had to do it this way a little differently because? Yeah, um, I don't want to point those out, though, because I hope we've made them invisible. <laughs> but I, 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 I will point that out. I mean, first of all, the biggest, the biggest change we made was the decision to move the entry door from one side to the other. Yes. And just to remind everyone why that's important, 
this, this, this barefoot caravan came from a country where they drive on the other side of the road. Right. <laughs> Their entry door was on the opposite side of the road. Of yes. all the companies in Europe we could choose to deal with, we picked the one, <laughs> the one where that's the case. Um, no, that's not true. I mean, the, the problem is if you back that into an American campground, you open that door and you're at the sewer hookups. Exactly. That I is, mean, that that's is, not cool. Exactly. That's the problem. The more we talk to people, the more we recognize we just needed to configure that unit so that it'd be compatible with a U.S. campground. Yes. Your social space is where your social space is. <laughs> the services are on the, the other side. So um, they may say don't change a thing, but they don't know what they're talking about. Right. And we debated that change a lot. And we, you know, we said nobody's going to object to it being moved over the unit. There's a lot of work and there's a lot of functional reason to do mm -hmm. so. But that meant we had to significantly modify the body. We had to build a new door, a new door aperture, move that to the other side of the unit. Then the side that we just vacated with the door, that had to become a body side with an additional window. And then, then this kind of chased its way through the unit. Mm -hmm. So going into the unit with the door now on the opposite side, the entire floor plan needed to be mirrored around mm -hmm. the center line of the vehicle. So all of the cabinetry on the left became cabinetry on the right. Similarly, all the systems that are packed underneath some of those cabinets they all had to be relocated. And then in the rear of the bathroom, we have that wonderful molded um, bathroom that is so well liked. That all had to be completely redone because again, the, the locations of the, the toilet and the sink changed places across the unit. And all those parts had to be newly molded and newly made from scratch for the, the US version. And see yeah. what you guys did just yeah. by saying we have to <laughs> change the side of the door. I know. And see I remember happens. getting that question too. Do you really think we need to do this? Yes. Absolutely <laughs> you do. It is going to be such a problem if you don't. And you know, it just seems to me like you could just write really hard on that napkin and then flip it over. <laughs> so how hard is that? I'm just still searching for that napkin. <laughs> it sounds pretty special. <laughs> but I think if it was a regular built trailer, you just flip the CAD drawings and adjust your line. But because this is molded, one piece fiberglass, it's a seamless fiberglass with so many pieces of it molded in, it is, has to be completely redone as a mold. So that was probably, am I right in thinking that is one of the biggest challenges is rebuilding the entire construction mold? Yeah, we built a completely new set of molds. As you say, something like something like mirroring the furniture really isn't too difficult because we have all the CAD data. Right. We can do a lot of that in the computer and uh, get that made. Uh, but when it comes to the, the fiberglass shell, we didn't have any, any CAD data or CAD models on the shell. It was all constructed by very traditional techniques. So that meant when we needed to then understand that body and make modifications to it, all we had to go on was the actual part. So we, we brought in two, two empty shells from the UK and a 40-foot container and all the fiberglass pieces and parts. And we studied them and measured them and weighed them and got to understand the construction and the design rationale. And then from that, we started with a, a UK shell and we made all the modifications necessary physically on the product to build a form that we could then later make the molds from. So that was all done physically. Um, it wasn't done in the, the CAD environment. Uh, so that was a pretty significant undertaking. We talked about, we talked about something like the, the door being a really big change, but there's many detailed changes on the exterior that I hope customers don't even notice, uh -huh. um, but we're accommodating different types of lighting, different right. types of reflecting reflectors to meet federal motor vehicle safety standards. We had to incorporate a, a Nautilus compartment. So we added a whole door on the side of the unit that we tried to do as yes. subtly as possible. Even the license plate is a different size and shape for a UK unit. So that whole rear of the, of the unit has been subtly re-sculpted. So lots of detail changes. And on those small changes, we, we just tried to make them as minimal as possible. And then we just tried to perform them in a way that was consistent with the design language of the original. And really, uh, our motto was to do no harm. <laughs> we didn't want to mess up the appearance of this unit. Well, I, I, you know, I've never seen the UK. Have I seen the UK version? Yes, you have. Oh, is that the original one I saw? I told you they're the same. <laughs> I know. I guess they are. 
Yes. I, I, I mean, I think it, it looks the same to me. It is just fabulous. And there is nothing that would make me look at that and say, oh, yeah, you had to make that change. It would never occur to me. So you must have done an amazing job. Well, thank you. That's that's what we strove very hard to do. As yeah. A I have had the... Uh, the unique, uh, what is that, privilege of spending, you know, about five or six hours with this so far now and a lot of time in it, a lot of time looking on the outside. It's just, it's, it's just amazing. It, it feels like it was hand sculpted. So, and I guess when you're building a mold for fiberglass, it kind of is. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a handmade product. It is. Hey, PJ, what's your favorite feature of the Barefoot? Well, I know yours is the bathroom because <laughs> we had that conversation, which I think is super cool. Yeah. My favorite feature, it has windows all the way around. Scott, what's yours? Well, it's two, I guess. If you're looking at, I mean, there's just nothing like it from an exterior standpoint. So, I mean, just it's automotive finish. The line's beautiful. But when I go inside, I just like the soft feel. So it is very you know, soft. It, you know, I know some guys don't like that, but <laughs> I, uh, I like from the headliner, the cushions, it just it just feels like you're getting hugged. Yeah, it's know. a very real soft, men like hugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, real men like hugs. It is a very especially ones that cry. Uh, it is. <laughs> I love men that cry. So it's a soft like robin's egg blue and then this nice creamy white. And then a real pale silvery gray. And all that together is a hug. Awesome. Bruce, awesome. what's your favorite feature of the barefoot? I have to say the exterior appearance is just, you know, it is so dramatic. And what surprised me is it it just seems to resonate with everybody I show this unit to. That's that's true. I've never seen anybody look at it and not do a double take. Um, I've never seen anybody look at it and go, Oh, that thing is ugly. I mean, nobody. You know, not one person. <laughs> in, in my space, it's really weird because you know when you make teardrops, you've heard forever they're you know those are so weird. What are those things? They're they're neck breakers when you see them on the road, right? Mm -hmm. But this, in the midst of teardrops stands out yeah like it's a neck breaker of neck breakers. yes yeah. <laughs> yes you thought you made unique things but no now you have a barefoot yeah, that's, right. <laughs> that's so cool um so i guess moving back i have a question about the team because you were sold on this but i remember going to a meeting with several dealers and i was asked what do you think we should work on and i said you've got to be kidding me you're asking me that I saw that barefoot. Why aren't you building it? When's it going to be ready? Come on. Where are you? Come on. And you guys are like, really? I got some questions from your team saying, do you really think it's going to sell? Did you have a hard time getting your entire team on board? Or were they just maybe trying to feel out whether they thought it was the best way forward? Uh, I mean, that's a great question. Look, um, we have a unique leadership structure. Where you do. It's awesome. It's, it's very unique. Um, and, you know, sometimes I say, uh, OK, I don't know best, so I'm going to yield to you and I will line up and I'll support you and I'll do whatever you need to accomplish that goal. Right. And, you know, maybe it was a little bit of a slow burn. Um, but everybody lined up. Um, obviously, it's a big undertaking and it's this huge uh, it's not a U-turn, but it's it's a 90 degree turn from just producing teardrops. Um, so, you know, production's sitting back, mm, you know, operations. Well, you know, are we why are we going to deviate from something that's been so tried and true? It's, it's our calling card. We've got a lot of success with this. Do we really need to do this? Um, I'm not much of a salesman. Um, at least I would say I'm not. But I'd like to sell facts and um i think kathy really is the one who helped you know to me it's a no-brainer i see it the second i see it but i'm not processing it through a production mindset right, right? Well, what are the efficiencies but anything to do with the market mm -hmm. but i i'd say everybody in house and on the leadership team lined up pretty quickly 
And again, anybody who sees it says, wow, that's really unique. That's so interesting. That's so cool. Um, so it's not that that reaction wasn't the initial one. Uh, it was, do you understand, Scott, what that's going to take? <laughs> <laughs> and clearly I didn't. But, um, no, but just thank goodness. Right? Thank goodness. Because you might have said it's too much. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, you know, in time since I've healed it on things where uh -huh. that I really wanted to to push forward and production said, hey, do you understand? I don't think you understand. Uh -huh. And I said, no, I don't understand. And if you're going to tell me right now is not the right time, I have to listen to you. Um, so there's been a good you know, give and take, and I'll definitely take the barefoot. So you have learned from your experience, but in the end, the team came together and did some of the things that were just super hard to do. And mm -hmm. here we are launching a barefoot tomorrow. Tomorrow. So exciting. <laughs> so exciting. Um, I've been impressed. I mean, we've all had struggles the past three years of every kind. I mean, supply chains are horrendous. Demand is over the top. Um, and just building the product you normally build has been such a challenge, even if the barefoot was on the back burner. And somehow through all of that, you kept developing this product. It's incredible. My hat's off to your team. I hope they uh, are happy with the progress. Yeah, we are, um, but always progressing forward. So. Oh, that sounds so. What a Scott answer. So Scott, it's <laughs> awesome. I don't know. Hubble 24. <laughs> Well, Kathy's, vote for you. Kathy's so <laughs> inspirational and she is a uh, man. She's one tough cookie. She pushed for what she wanted. And wow, this is impressive. So I don't know anything else that you think people ought to know about the 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 development of this. If you had one closing statement to say to the entire world about the Barefoot trailer. The entire world listens to the our podcast? entire world. No. <laughs> I should have put on mascara. No. Oh my I God. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> Sorry, entire world. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, you know what? Um, I think you just need to go see it in person. It's cool to look at on the internet. Um, you could ask us for a brochure. We'll send you a brochure. It's not what you see. You have to experience it. You have to feel it. You have to let it hug you. Go inside. Um, it's not for everybody, absolutely. But, um, but it is a real show stuff. But neither is a Ferrari, but I'd still like to look <laughs> yeah. at it. Okay? Yeah, I'm with <laughs> you. you. Know? I'm with you. It's, 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 it's still fun to look at. I think that's... It's a great point of view. What about you, Bruce? What would you say if you had one statement to make to everyone about the barefoot? Well, I think you've heard it's been a journey, um, but um, it's it's very fulfilling now to see it at this stage. Um, it is unique, as you heard. Kathy started the project a very unusual way, with a beautiful shape, and then figuring out how she was going to get it made. Right. And most of the industry does the project the other way around. They start. That's so true. Figuring out how they're going to make it. And that dictates the the design. So, um, I th as I think she touched on in her podcast, um, there's a lot of development and complexity to making a project a product like this, um, and it's not it's not for everyone, and uh, it can be very challenging. But I think uh, what it makes possible is a shape like this, and there's really no other way um, to develop a shape with this kind of freedom and design integration um, than with this with this multi fiberglass construction. So it's a uh, it's been a journey. Uh, it's taken a long time to get us here, um, but I, I'm just excited for people to get through the unit and see what we've accomplished. Lindsay, what would you say? About the barefoot? Yes. I wish I came up with it first. <laughs> I don't I don't know. It's, it's cool. It makes me want to go camping. You should step inside of it, like Scott said, because it it's totally different. This is the first time I've been in a bear in a barefoot. Lindsay had never seen one until today. Mm -hmm. okay. So she had never seen it. I totally to agree with you. I've seen a million pictures. We've had this little book here and I flipped through it and I've seen the videos. But yeah, walking inside of it is just completely different. Yes. I'm in love. Well, now that we've made it to this point, what I would say to close out our amazing podcast, thank you guys, is that what Kathy dreamed up on a napkin and what she was able to accomplish with sheer determination is 
nothing short of amazing and inspiring because this unit is unique, it's individual, it's creative, it takes all the rules out of RVing as far as we know how they're designed. And it just builds something that, like you said, it feels it feels like it fits. I, I, it just has an amazing uh, line and an amazing flow. And you can just tell that a whole lot of love and attention from a ton of people went into making it what it is today. So if you get a chance to see it, I would encourage everyone to uh, make it a point to say hello to a barefoot. And like I said, it's kind of like checking out a Ferrari. You may not want one. It is it is worth looking at. So thank you guys. Okay, thank we you. We appreciate it. Thank it you. is amazing. I cannot wait till tomorrow. We have a beach on the front of our dealership. And I'm just going to celebrate from sunup to sundown. That <laughs> <So, laughs> was like a plan. All, All right. right. Thanks, thank guys. You. Thank you. Thank you. If you guys want to see the barefoot, um, you know, I know it's not the same online as it is in person. You can look at the New Camp website. They'll show you the closest dealer um, that might have a barefoot. You can also look in the show notes at rvsmalltalk.com. We will put pictures and video of the barefoot there. And uh, man, that was interesting and fun. And I feel like drinking some tea now with all those British accents. So we will see you guys somewhere down the road. Catch us again next week. We'll be on the beach in our parking lot. Bye. Bye.